Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Why don't we pray before we get into any, any of the things we're going to share this morning. Father, we stand in reverence of what you do in the congregation of your people. By your presence and by your word, Father God, we stand before you in humility. We stand before those you've put over us in teachableness. We stand before you bold to do what you've put in our hearts to do. And Father, we're, your, we're yours to command. Give us utterance in the Holy Ghost. Give us boldness to say what needs to be said. And we thank you, Father God, for all these things in Jesus' name. We'll be careful to be doers of the word and not just hearers. In Jesus' name, to you be all the glory. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Well, with all the meetings have been so good, I actually told some friends of mine, I said, uh, you know, the other ministers are doing so good. Let's just all go on vacation and let them do all of it. <laughs> but uh, we have something to bring. Thank God for the plan. <clears throat> A number of years ago, I don't even know when it was. I haven't looked it up here recently, but the Lord spoke to me and I mean, you know, I think Pastor Field was saying something about this. Some of the things God will speak to you about doing, you, you, if you walk by feelings, you feel very insufficient. You don't feel like you're the one. You feel like God made a mistake. Lord, are you sure you know who you're talking to here? You know, I remember one time an experience I had with God and, and it was a dream and God was giving me some direction. And, and I kept in the dream, I kept saying, Lord, Pastor Nancy's so good at that. <laughs> Literally in the dream, that's what I was doing. And, he didn't seem to think, he didn't seem to pay attention to me, but um, because he was giving me some responsibility for my life. Um, but anyway, he was dealing with me about some things. And one of the things he dealt with me about was that he wanted to use me in a way of bringing, uh, I don't remember the word he used in the experience, but basically uh, keeping things on track regarding the move of the Spirit. Now, there's a lot of things that I consider myself learning in this area, and I guess the learning curve on this is lifelong, yes. but yet right on the other hand, we can't just sit back and say, well, there's such a learning curve, we don't have anything to say. I mean, let's just start saying some things and see, see what we can learn together. Um, every move of the Spirit, I, I, maybe if I think about it, maybe there's one not, but uh, seems like the devil has tried to get into it and get it off. Now, we're not here to be afraid of the move of the Spirit this morning. We're here to safeguard what God wants to do and keep it on track so that it doesn't get off through selfish ambitions. You remember Brother Hagin used to talk about the healing revival, and he would say, um, you know, that should have continued much longer. And it got off because of I don't think I remember everything he said, but I know, you know, using the, the great miracles and everything to raise money, not that it's wrong to receive offerings, but you realize they would say after the, after 50 deaf people were healed, they said, let's receive an offering. He'll give $50. He'll give this, you know? Um, and so it got off because of that. And then competition between ministers. How many of you know, there's no big eyes and little U's. It's just whoever God wants to use. Our heart is just whatever God wants to do. Use who you want to use. Prefer our brother. Give in to one another and learn from one another. And, and uh, that unity helps keep things on track. But anyway, he dealt with me about something that, that he wanted to use me in that way. And last night, Pastor Nancy was talking about 
Brother Hagin making the statement that, you know, what's God doing today? So somebody asked him, what's God doing today? And he said, God's raising up strong local churches, teaching them to flow with the Holy Ghost. Um, and Pastor Nancy brought that up last night. And she started at the, at the end of the service. She mentioned some things about uh, how to have a move of the Spirit or how to follow the Spirit in a service. Of course, it's true for our own lives as well. But, um, and she was talking about just the promptings and the leadings of the Spirit, the witness of the Spirit. And, uh, and so, you know, that sort of resonated with me when I went back to the room. I, I just was pondering on that. And God started talking to me about what he wanted me to share because Pastor Nancy asked me to minister. And so I want to share that with you. Is that all right? Because um, Brother Hagin used to talk about uh, the move of the Spirit. And, and we know the leading of the Spirit is a big key to that. Um, and he would also then talk about the spirit of seeing and knowing coming into manifestation in a greater way. And you might say, well, what is the spirit of knowing, seeing and knowing? I'll, I'll share what I believe it is. But I'll say this ahead of time. If Pastor Nancy gets up and says it's something else, then I'll tell you ahead of time she's right and I'm exactly. wrong. I'm, exactly. She's the teacher. I'm the student, yeah. you know. <clears throat> the, spirit of, the way I see it, the spirit of knowing, seeing and knowing primarily, I don't know if it'd be limited to this, but it has to do with just the revelation gifts. Yeah. Uh, the inner witness maybe is included in that. But, uh, but it seems like the way Brother Hagin would talk about it, it seemed like it was something and maybe in a little different category. I don't know what some of you ministers have gotten along that line. But, um, but, but you know, Jesus, you look at John 5, John 8, John 12, I might have some of them, John 14 or something like that. You look at Jesus' life and he said, I just do what I see my father do. I just say what I uh, hear my father say. Well, that seems to be, uh, he, he didn't say, uh, although he did, but he didn't say, I just follow the inner witness, although that's, that's the primary way God leads all his children. Right. But I'm saying he didn't limit it to that. You understand what I'm saying? And so there's more, I believe, that we should understand along this line of the spirit of seeing and knowing. And I, I, I'm not the end authority on anything. I'm always learning and I'm, I'm always receiving from, you know, these, from the word of God and from those over me and the Lord to understand things better. But I think I want to look at it a little bit this morning and uh, see if, if, uh, if we can learn some things about flowing together in a corporate body, moving with the Holy Ghost. What I'll share this morning will apply to ministers. It'll apply though, not just to ministers, it'll apply to all of us. Amen. Um, in, when the Spirit of God is moving in a corporate way in our services, um, everybody, in other words, a corporate anointing requires the response, it puts a responsibility on the corporate body, not just the ministers. That was a good place to say amen. That we, we have to all respond to the Holy Ghost, respond to the promptings of the Spirit, respond to the Spirit of seeing and knowing, if, if that's a part of what God's, or how God's, you know, moving on us. I never forget, Brother Joel, you were probably at that meeting back in uh, Minneapolis whenever Brother Hagin was preaching some on the spirit of seeing and knowing and Pastor Mac Hammond said he saw himself jump up on the pulpit. I guess it was about this high. And he jumped up on the pulpit and danced and and then fell back in the flowers. And the, the power of God hit that place like a bomb went off. And he said later, I just did what I saw myself doing. 
Amen. Well, what if everybody was responsive to what they saw themselves doing? We'd have more bombs going off. You know what I mean? Bombs. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, I want to get into this a little bit. Um, Jesus said, uh, like I said, he just said, I just, I just do what I see my father do. And I just say what I hear my father say. Um, the, the book of Acts shows us the move of the spirit. It shows us how God moved in the church. And it shows us they were led by the spirit to get into the move of the spirit. And it shows us the, the inner witness, how to get into the move of the spirit. But it also shows us some of these other things that we've got to be open to. Dr. Dufresne said, in this era, there will be the fullness of all the nine manifestations of the Spirit and the fullness of all the fivefold ministry offices. I, I wonder if we're going to get into the fullness if we're only responding to some of the ways God led in the book of Acts. Now, you would think by hearing me preach this sermon this morning, you would think I'm minimizing the inner witness. I'm not minimizing the inner witness. I'm saying we have to be open to every way God wants to move. We're not the head of the church. We don't get to choose how he chooses to move. The primary way, everybody say the primary way, will be the inner witness. That's absolutely an established fact in the Word of God. God has said, as many as led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. You and I can't pray and say, God, give me some of these revelation gifts. God, give me a vision. God, give me a visitation from an angel. You know, something like that. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't want to move this way. He does want to move in some greater ways. Now, now when I say greater, I didn't say more spiritual. The inner witness, there's nothing more spiritual than the inner witness. Uh, in fact, I, I've had people that sort of, that as a pastor, some of you pastors can identify, they sort of come to you uh, puffed up in spiritual pride because they have dreams, they have visions and things happen uh, and, and they get prophecies and they go to church and they get prophecies. And I tell them that might mean you're unspiritual because you've got to be slapped around by some of these other things because you're not paying attention to the inner witness. So don't walk around with your, your, your thumbs under your lapel just talking about how somebody comes and pro Every time a guest minister comes, I get a prophecy, you know. Well, that might mean you're not listening to just the inner witness. So, you know, I'm not, not wanting to get out of balance with things. I'm just simply saying we've got to be open if God wants to move in a different way. In the book of Acts, we see... Uh, uh, we see them being led by the inner witness. We also see visitations of angels. We see, uh, we see uh, like a voice coming. Uh, remember Peter on the housetop? He heard a voice, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Uh, there, there are things that are beyond just what we call the inner witness. So is it all right if we look at some of that this morning and look at the purpose of it and, look, and, and keep it balanced in line with the scriptures, with keeping our motives right for why we seek these things. Amen. And to be honest with you, um, you know, there's, 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 there's too many people in the body of Christ out of balance about these things. There's nothing more out of balance in the body of Christ than, the, than prophecies, the gift, uh, the, the, let's say the office of the prophet. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness out there. Amen. And it's out of balance. It's not in line with the New Testament teachings. God didn't set prophets in the church to guide the church, especially individuals. 
I mean, even if something like that happens, it should be uh, judged by the inner witness. We, we know these things and we're not trying to, uh, you know, recap on all that this morning. But I just want to say um, these, these things, these uh, more spectacular things are a part of the book of Acts. The spirit of seeing and knowing is a big part of the book of Acts. Um, but not everything everybody says they saw was God. So they have to be judged. How do we judge them? We judge them by the word of God, of course. Uh, we judge them by motive. Do they draw attention to the person or do they draw attention to, to God? Is somebody trying to, uh, you know, what, what is their motive? Are they trying to draw attention to themselves? Are they saying it out of pride? What's, those things can, can be a part of judging it. We judge it by the inner witness. So, you know, these things that I want to share about, I think there's things that we could share more about to keep it in balance. But I think this congregation is well established some of these things. But I'll just say this, not everything that, that happens in along this line is God. Not every dream you have is God. You know, I dreamed one time that I was, uh, they were flying the space, this is back when they were flying the space shuttle. I had a dream one night I was flying the space, or they were flying the space shuttle. The guy that was the captain of the space shuttle got sick right at the last minute. And they said, who are we going to have fly the space shuttle? And they grabbed me and put me in there. And I, I'm like, ah, I woke up. I said, that's not God. Anybody have a dream that's weird? <laughs> I remember one time I heard this pastor tell this story. He said he was. Uh, well, I think he was the pastor of the church. He had a guest minister in and, uh, and was ministering. There's an evangelist, came to his church and ministering. There was a boy on the second row. I told some of my friends this the other day. There was a boy on the second row that uh, he had some sort of condition in his brain physically. Um, they used to call it mental retardation. I think there's different words, better words for it now, but whatever. And so you can see that he wasn't acting normal. And the minister's ministering and he thought there was, this boy had a devil in him. And so he's ministering and he went over there in the middle of his ministry and uh, he began to cast the devil out of the boy. And, and he did that for a, whatever, a minute or so. And after the, man, the minister got quiet, the little boy looked at him and said, did you get him? <laughs> it wasn't a devil. <laughs> that was not a revelation from God that there was a devil in there. It's funny. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> so, um, you know, with, that, with, with just a few things like that to balance some of these things, let's look at the spirit of seeing and knowing in the Bible and see what the purpose of these things was for. And I'm going to share some personal experience along this line also. But um, we need to keep in mind the primary way that he leads is the inner witness. Of course, the word of God, everything is to be judged by the word of God. And so I'll tell you, be honest with you, some of the, the biggest things, the biggest leadings of my life were not anything other than just I knew I was supposed to do it <clears throat> just by an inner witness, like going to Rhema, going to Bible school. I had no dream. I had no vision, no prophecy, no angel visitation, no, no, no hallelujah choir, you know, no goosebumps, chill bumps, nothing. Just I knew by the inner witness. Going to pastor, I knew by the inner witness. Uh, a greater, uh, you know, a bigger decision does not require something more than the inner witness. Amen. It just requires, you know, the inner witness requires faith. You've got to mix faith with the inner witness. 
And uh, that's what people are trying to get away from sometimes. But anyway, um, let's look at some of these things. I want to say before we get into this that spiritual things can be misused just like natural things can be misused. Um, you know, there are things in our society that are designed to be a great blessing, but people use it to great destruction. Um, a lot of times pe people get all messed up because they don't realize that manifestations are not always perfect. Uh, the, well, let me say it this way. The gifts of the spirit are always perfect, but it always, it's not always perfectly manifested. Maybe that's a better way to say it because the person that is manifesting through or that is coming to is not perfectly uh, responding to it or they're not stewarding it properly. Go to first, uh, first Peter here. Let's, let's look at something. First Peter chapter number four. First Peter chapter number four. This verse says in verse number 10, every man, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That to me sounds like, that kind of reminds me, that makes me think of what Pastor Nancy brings us back to over and over again, and that is developing skill. Skill in spiritual things. Yes, skill in, uh, you know, taking no thought from the enemy. Uh, skill in, in uh, taking the sword of the spirit and using it against the enemy. Skill in all these things. Skill in not worrying. Skill in all these things. Skill in being led by the inner witness. But whatever area of spiritual things that we're operating in, we need to seek to be skillful. To be skillful in things will make us a greater blessing. God will be able to use us more. We will be a vessel of honor <clears throat> rather than someone that God's just like, every time I give them something, they mess it up. They abuse it. I remember one time in healing school, I used to help at Kenneth Higgins Ministries Healing School. And uh, I remember one time a lady that was working, not, not uh, one of the people that came for healing, but a lady working in the healing center like we were. She was, uh, she was always a sweet lady and enjoyed her fellowship, but she came in one day, she was just off. Just, I mean, she was sharp, uh, harsh, um, something was wrong. And I'm, I'm the one ministering that morning. So I'm kind of like, whoo, man, I better get away from her. <laughs> Pull me out of the spirit. How many of you know other people's flesh has a way of pulling you in the flesh? So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going back into the place where they store the products back there in the closet. I'm closing the door and locking it. I'm going to just pray until the service starts. And I'm praying and I, I kind of like, Lord, Lord, I pray for her, whatever's going on. And all of a sudden I saw in the spirit, the whole thing that happened. I didn't ask for it. Get that. That's a big point this morning. I didn't ask for it. I wasn't saying, God, give me a vision. Uh, nothing. But I saw the whole thing. I saw the night before that her and her boyfriend had had a big falling out. They broke, they were actually engaged. They broke off the engagement. It was a rough night. And so, you know. That's where all that was coming from. Well, I went from being mad at her, you know, turn her over to Satan for the destruction of her flesh kind of thing. <clears throat> went from being mad at her to like, oh, Lord, being compassionate. And I, and I just prayed for her for a few minutes. Came out later that that's exactly what happened. But my point is this, that whenever that was over, the Lord spoke to me and he said, because I didn't go out and tell anybody. I didn't go out and broadcast it. I, I used it for what it was given for. I used it to pray for her. I used it to help minister to her. And uh, the Lord spoke to me later and he said, if you will, talking about these things, revelations and so forth, if you will properly handle these things, I'll use you more in these things. I'm like, oh, 
there's responsibility on me. Amen. How many of you remember, um, I believe it was when Elijah was getting ready to go to heaven. I think I've got a scripture up here. He was getting ready to go to heaven. And remember, they stopped by the school of the prophets, which is, you know, equivalent to a Bible school for ministers today. But they stopped by and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, knowest thou not that the Lord's going to take your head away from you today, meaning Elisha's going to, or Elijah's going to go to heaven. And you remember what he said? He said, yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. In other words, you don't have to say everything you know. Isn't that right? That's one of the keys of stewarding some of these things. What was the purpose it was given for? I love what Pastor Nancy said one time. You're not, your name's not Gabriel, the great announcing angel. Right. Come on, sir. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So um, they, said we, they said something and it was revelation of the spirit, but they did the wrong thing with it. You understand that? I remember one time I was, in a, I was an invited guest to be a guest minister at a camp meeting. Other, other guest ministers there as well. And there was a minister there that sometimes yielded to the Holy Ghost and sometimes it was not the Holy Ghost. Now, we probably all missed it at one time or another. Anybody want to put your hands up and say you missed it? But, but sometimes there's more than just missing it. There's people who are off. And sometimes they're trying to perform, you know. And um, so, you know, I'm a guest minister, so I'm going to all the other services. It looked bad to the guest ministers not going to the other services. I'm going to all the services and I'm getting ready to go to the service this particular minister was going to minister in. And all of a sudden, I, in the spirit, I saw the service. And I saw this minister going down the line, ministering to every minister in the, in the auditorium, except it was a wrong spirit. Yeah. I saw that in the spirit. Yeah. And I saw her in the spirit get to me, and I saw myself turning to her and said, Yay, I know it. Hold your peace. Yeah. Except I didn't do that in the service. That would have, I, I did it in the prayer time. Yeah. Amen. When she got to me in the spirit, when I saw her in the spirit, when she got to me, I looked at, I, I just said that. I said, yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. I got to the service that night. She, this particular minister went down the road ministering to every minister, skipped over me and ministered to everybody else. What is the purpose of that? To embarrass somebody? The purpose of it was to know the spirit behind, the spirit behind a manifestation. Know which spirit that manifestation is coming from because uh, this is a pure move of God, not a mixture. Come on. We're not mixing brass in with gold here. We're staying with the true, with the real, and we're shutting down everything else. Amen. Well, just some interesting things to look at, isn't it? Now, um, you know, we've got to understand, like I said, spiritual things can be abused. And people have gotten all messed up because of some of these things. Um, these things operate through imperfect vessels. Uh, the, ve- the, the, the gifts themselves are perfect, but they operate through imperfect vessels. And so the manifestation might not always be perfect. We've got to learn to handle these things correctly. Remember that verse? Good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, um, the, uh, they're, they're manifest to build up the church, advance the work of God, bring glory to God. And remember, 1 Corinthians says, these things are given for the profit of all. The the work of God profits by true manifestations of the Spirit, and especially whenever they're stewarded correctly. 
the things of things of God move forward. They lurch forward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if we learn to handle these things correctly, they'll continue to manifest. Everybody say continue to manifest. And they'll get greater and greater and greater and greater. And the church will be completely untouchable. I said completely untouchable. Remember Dr. Dufresne used to say, whenever the Holy Ghost is allowed to move, he'll keep the church clean. He'll keep the church clean. But, but uh, we have to sometimes, and we'll look at some of these things, we have to sometimes know how to steward that kind of thing. Amen. I've had people, I remember one time I'm standing on the platform of my church and uh, it's kind of at the beginning of the service and I saw a couple walk in the back and the Holy Ghost told me, they're not your sheep. Just as soon as they walk through the door, they're not your sheep. So I dealt with it, but I didn't deal with it. I just get up there and say, thus saith the Lord, the Lord just told me you're not my sheep. That's not how you deal with those things. That's not how you handle those things. That's an abuse. He didn't give it to announce it. He gave it to protect the church. And you can protect the church without publicly announcing it. Amen. Just digging around in some of these truths. Hallelujah. And so we've got to be open to uh, just some of, the, some of the things of the Spirit beyond the inner witness. And we're, we're open to those things. But we want to keep it right. Amen. Um, so the motive is to glorify Jesus. Remember, remember Jesus said, he'll, the Holy Spirit, he'll glorify me. He doesn't glorify a man. He glorifies Jesus. And it's to bring profit to the body of Christ. And so I'm hungry for greater things in the move of the Spirit. And so I want to not only covet, uh, not, not just for myself, I covet it in the body as a whole. In the, ministers, in the ministries of ministers as a whole. Whether God ever uses me or not doesn't really matter to me. What matters to me is that the work gets done. The work's got to be done. Brother Hagin said in the last days, uh, there'll come uh, people, there'll be people who know their authority and they'll be able to get the work done. Amen. That's the point of all these things is getting the work done. And so um, we want to keep these things right. Now, uh, spiritual things, like I said, can be abused. I, I want to look at some things in the New Testament about rightly handling some of these things. Um, we're responsible to renew our mind, not just to that these things are available to us, but that, that we're to renew our mind to how to handle them. Anybody want to learn how to handle them? I want to learn how to better handle them, but it takes a renewing of the mind. I see things and don't you dare go look it up, but I, I, YouTube prophets are a dime a dozen now and they are abusing spiritual things. Either it's, it's either abuse is getting worse or else it's just now out there for everybody to see. But, but it's, it's a mess. People's lives are being messed up. I heard one so-called prophet say that Jesus appeared to her and said, you've got uh, Gabriel, you've got uh, uh, Michael working with you. And I thought, well, one third of the angels fell. That only leaves the other ones under Gabriel and Michael. So she's got them all. We don't have any of them. <laughs> Bless her darling heart. You can judge that. Anyway, tell your neighbor he's going to be getting, moving along here in a minute. That's somebody whose mind's not renewed. Don't make me come back there. I said, that's somebody whose mind's not renewed. 
and abuse of spiritual things. All right. Um, we know from 1 Corinthians 14, 29, that prophecies and things of that nature are supposed to be judged. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're all happy you came to church this morning. Um, Brother Hagin, uh, there in healing school, uh, the man that was in charge of healing school whenever I was there, uh, he was on staff. I wasn't on paid staff. He was on paid staff. He was, uh, he, 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 he had a good heart. He was really always wanting to be able to help people. Uh, and, and get more people healed. And, and he was having us pray about some things. And then he went to Brother Hagin and asked him, how can we see more people healed in healing school? Well, Brother Hagin said, he said, number one, there's only going to be a certain percentage of them receive on their own faith. And the man said, what do you mean? He said, well, the parable of the sower. Brother Hagin said, I didn't say there's only a certain percentage that could. He said, I said, there's only a certain percentage that will. So he said, uh, you know, the parable of the sword. So he said, so what you need to do is learn to minister all the different ways that the Holy Ghost moves. He said, now the primary purpose of healing school is to, it's a school, not a crusade, you know. That's the purpose of healing school. But right on the other hand, be open to some of these other ways. He said, you're trying to get everybody healed just by taking the word and believing it. Or laying on of hands. He said, God moves those ways, but he moves other ways. So be open to the other ways God moves. To have a more full move of God, be open to the other ways God moves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to minister these different ways. He was really talking about uh, skill. Become, become open and knowledgeable of all these different ways. Like, for example, during that time, I got real hungry because I, I started out teaching the word. And, and, and then eventually the Lord spoke to me about uh, healing anointing in my hands. And I started laying hands on the sick. But I would only see and I kept. How many of you want to keep being a better vessel and see more people help? Now, it's not just up to the minister. We know that it's up to the, the big factor is the faith of the individual. But sometimes that's lazy. We're just saying, well, it's they don't have any faith. Well, maybe we saw something to do we didn't do. All right, now. Come on. Just maybe. I'm not saying all the time. Right. Amen. Amen. And so I got real hungry. I said, Lord, I, I, I see you're using me to teach. You're using me to lay hands on the sick. But I'm just hungry to, to, to flow more with you. I said, and I know maybe this is dangerous. Maybe I shouldn't say this in, in front of Pastor Nancy. But I said, if I just think it's you, I'm going to do it. And I got to the next service and I, I had a, uh, so an inward picture in my spirit of a, now this is going to sound funny. I grew up on the farm. I clean up good, but I'm a farm boy. <laughs> and it looked like a little pig stomach. I can't make my fist small enough. It looked like a little pig. I, I grew up on the farm butchering hogs, you know, every winter. We butchered two hogs, <laughs> ate the lard for the rest of the year. But anyway... <laughs> And it looked like a little pig stomach sitting right back here in the base of a man's skull. It was not outward, but in, be underneath his, kind of underneath the skull, kind of right back here. Just a little a tumor. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm just going to test this out. <laughs> so I stepped out on it. And a man, I said, who is that? And the man raised his hand. He said, that's me. And he had, he had a tumor right back here, laid hands on him. He was completely healed. But here's the thing I wanted you to get out of that. After that happened, I said to myself, I've had things like that many times. And I didn't recognize what it was. It wasn't just an inner witness. Amen. Amen. And so 
it's not always the faith of the people. Their faith might cause something to come into manifestation. Yes, sir. Amen. I didn't say always, but it might. Yes, sir. And we've got to respond to that. When the man, when, when the, uh, when we, when no one responds to the spirit in what he's showing us to do, the manifestation doesn't come out into the natural. It stays in the spiritual realm. We want things to be come out of out of the spirit realm, come into the. Come on now, amen. We want to see a greater move of the spirit, right? So we've got to learn to do what he shows us to do. Now, Demas Shikarian said about Catherine Kuhlman that her life of consecration made it easy for people to get healed. I think if we would become more skillful, it would people would be able to receive healing better or or receive their need met better or get their help better. I don't mean it's all up to us, but yet we've got, I'm talking to the ministers now, yet we've got to do our part. Now don't take the condemnation if somebody fails to receive and, and uh, the devil, so the devil tried to jump on your head. Well, if you would have just prayed more, if you would have done this and he'll try to get, get into condemnation here. We don't live under condemnation. We have a prayer life. We stay in fellowship with God. And if he didn't say anything, that meant there was nothing else could be done as far as us. Amen. Amen. All right. So, but let's look at some of these. I've been, I've been uh, going around the, you know, around the airport. <laughs> let's look at some of the purposes of some of these things. Hallelujah. Go over with me to, uh, well, let's, let's just mention the first purpose here that, the, that we want to talk about today. These are not the only purposes I'm talking about for the spirit of seeing and knowing. Everybody following me? Um, so, to get into the miracles, Jesus had miracles. He just did what he saw. So to get into that flow, uh, we've got to understand how this works. What is the purpose of it? Part of being skillful is, is uh, knowing not only what God wants to do, but what the purpose of it is. If we think the purpose is for one thing, and I'll share, share some things we're with, you'll understand this better, and we yield to the Holy Ghost, but we do it wrong for the wrong purpose, we're still in error. Now, one of the purposes is to reveal the activity of the spirit realm or the spirit operating behind a spiritual manifestation. I'm talking about one of the purposes of the spirit of seeing and knowing. Amen. Amen. This is Acts chapter number five, Acts chapter eight, verse number five. Simon, the sorcerer, uh, uh, Peter said, your heart is not right in the sight of God. Remember, he was seeking, uh, you know, you know, the, the ability to minister through the laying on of hands, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he said, uh, by the spirit, your, your heart is not right in the sight of God. He was seeking it for, for money's purposes. So uh, how did Peter know that? He knew that by revelation, by the spirit of seeing and knowing. Acts 16, Paul discerned the spirit of divination. That was a, this lady is speaking supernatural knowledge. She's saying under the spirit of divination, these men are servants of the most high God. Show us the way of salvation. If you're not discerning, you can hear that and say, well, that's the truth. That's got to be the Holy Ghost. But it wasn't the Holy Ghost. And Paul, uh, he, he, by the spirit of seeing and knowing, knew what kind of manifestation that was. And so then we've got Acts chapter 5, where Ananias and Sapphira were exposed as, uh, and their lie was exposed and their hypocrisy was exposed. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you can, uh, in the spirit realm, you can see a person can, by, by the manifestation of the spirit, seeing, seeing, knowing, they can see a, an angel, they can see a demon, they can see Jesus or something of that nature. Uh, 
I remember a particular person said to me one day, they said to me, uh, somebody that's sort of under me in the ministry, they said, I was at a church ministering and, and uh, while I was there, I had a vision and I saw there was a lawsuit coming against that church. I said, uh, uh, and it was going to be very destructive to the church. I said, well, what did you do about it? He said, well, nothing. He said, I just thought the Lord showed it to me for, for me to know. I said, no, the Lord showed it to you to, to take authority over it. The spirit operating against that church or tell the pastor or something of that nature. Amen. See, we're lear learning to be stewards. Hallelujah. What's the purpose of that? Um, so the, the, uh, uh, I could tell you stories. I don't tell a lot of it publicly, but because there are things that aren't, the purpose is not for public, but I could tell you stories of in the spirit dealing with spirits behind political figures because they're motivated by a wrong spirit. Amen. I remember one time, I don't tell these things usually till after the case, after the fact, but, um, unless God says, but um, I remember one time that uh, this was years ago, but years ago, uh, but probably nobody you're thinking of. But I was in, I was in, a, I was out traveling, ministering, and I was in a hotel after the service. I came back, turned on the news, and a particular. This is during one of the elections, and one of the people running. They hadn't uh, picked their each party hadn't picked their candidate yet. You know, they're each running for their party's nomination. And so they're in that process. And I came home or came to the hotel, turned on the news. And uh, on the news, this one person running for one of the political party's uh, nominations was in a particular state. And in that state, he spoke out critically against two of the main ministers in that state. They weren't all full gospel, both full gospel, but they were uh, ministers. They're, they're ministers of God, you know. And he came out and he spoke out against two of them. Well, you know. What's new? <laughs> you know? Come on. Except in this case, the Holy Ghost manifested. And I, I, by the Spirit, these words came up out of my spirit. Jesus is the rise and fall of many in your nation, and he just fell. So I said it right out loud to the TV. Jesus is the rise and fall of many in this nation, and you just fell. He had just gone through two states' primaries. And one, and everybody's like, oh, he's in it. He's going to take it. He's going to take it. He hit that primary, lost, and never won another primary. Later, he became the nominee of a political party. And I said, he's not going to win because he fell. And he didn't. And he died. Amen. What is that? That's, that's the spirit of seeing and knowing. That's the spirit of, and, and, and get this, that's, this, that's actually a manifestation of special faith. That's right. Let me tell you something we need in operation and manifestation concerning our nation. The manifestation of special faith. I said, we need the manifestation of special faith. There are things we can do with our own authority, but there are things that when we move over into the spirit and operate in the spirit, you can command things that is way beyond your own faith. Because you're not doing it with your faith. You're doing it under the anointing of special faith. Hallelujah. And it'll get the job done. You can say, well, who am I? Probably nobody just like me. But when the Holy Ghost is on you and you're doing something under the anointing. Oh, step aside, sister. Amen. I love that anointing. It just gets on you and you feel like you could, you could do anything. But the anointing lifts and you're back to your own faith. <laughs> Amen. 
Hallelujah. I remember, uh, uh, I'm just telling stories to illustrate this, this point here, that uh, it's given to uh, show the spirit behind a, a manifestation. I remember one time I was up in Greenwich, Connecticut pre preaching, and the, the, the church wasn't that old, and they were really wanting a move of the spirit, but Greenwich, Connecticut is not necessarily the Bible Belt of the United States, you know. <laughs> so they're pretty re reserved and you know, so forth. But uh, so I'm up there and, and I was ministering. I was praying before the service. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm still, this is one of the first times I've ever had an angel work with me in the ministry that I was aware of. And I'm praying in the spirit and I'm supposed to be getting in the word to prepare myself. I mean, I'm wanting to get in the word, but I kept having an assumption to pray. So I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And it gets to the place. I'm at the place that I've got to get up, start getting dressed. And uh, probably gargle would be good, you know, and take a spot bath. Because when you say be healed, you want them to fall out and say hallelujah, not fall out and say halitosis. So I'm, I'm thinking, I got, and so I sat up on the edge of the bed and I'm thinking, I got to get up here and get ready. And all of a sudden I, w I went into another place in the spirit and I started saying angel, angel, angel. And my mind, that was still half Mennonite, <laughs> said, now you're getting weird. Stop it. Except I knew an angel came and was right here. right, in, And I'm like, what on earth? What is God? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to get back in the natural here. I thought I was nuts. This was a few years ago. <laughs> so I said, all right. So I went and got ready and I went down. We were, it was the hotel. The, we were staying in a hotel and the ballroom of the hotel was where the church was meeting. So we just walked down the corridor. We're going down to the meeting. And I told Debbie, my wife, Debbie, I said, that angel's walking right here with me. And I'm, I'm tripping out. And I'm going, what is he going to do? What is he here for? I'm still new. How many of you know, I've learned a few things since then, but, um, Anyway, so, um, and then I, it dawned on me, I don't know what I'm going to preach. I was so caught up in the spirit and praying. And then I was, I was like, who's this guy? And I'm like, and I'm not even, I'm like, what am I going to preach? I don't know what I'm going to preach. <laughs> so I got down there, they were worshiping God. And I'm saying, Lord, what do I preach? And uh, he gave me some things. So I started out and about 10 minutes into the service, words of knowledge started, they, they were words from, from one side of the room started floating through the air. I couldn't see it with my physical eyes, but I could see it with the eyes of my spirit. And I couldn't see what the word was until it hit my head. And then it hit my head and then I instantly knew what it was. It was a disease. And I stopped and I said, and I called that out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the person came forward, they were healed. Then another one and it floated and hit my head and a disease, it was the name of his disease, called it out and the person was healed. It just kept coming and kept coming. It, and, and by the time the service was over, it looked like uh, a tornado went through there. Of course, the hotel chairs are like, like this, movable. People were moving whole rows of chairs. People were falling out under the power of God. And, and it was a blowout. And the pastor was just, he's like, we've been wanting a move of God. We've been wanting a move. So, so uh, afterwards, we went to dinner. And we were talking about rejoicing in all that God had done. And I went, down, went back to the hotel and laid down. And I thought, wait a minute, that came different. Normally words of knowledge come up out of my spirit, just a, a, a word. Somebody asked me one time, what's the difference between the uh, inner witness and 
like the voice of the Lord or uh, a word of knowledge or something like that. And I said, well, the only thing I know is the witness you just know and you don't know how you know. But whenever it's something else, it's like words will come. Like when the Lord speaks, words will come. So I'm laying there and I'm thinking, wait a minute, that came different. Normally I'm used to the inner witness, I mean the uh, word of knowledge coming up out of my spirit, but this time it came different. I'm like, that was different. What was that? And I'm like, that angel. I forgot that angel. And then my lightning quick, partly unrenewed mind said, well, where's that in the Bible? Words of knowledge from an angel. And the Lord started going through the book of Acts and I said, oh, (laughs) we think we're word people and we're not near as word people as we think we are. We're word people in our traditions. And we limit God sometimes. Well, praise the Lord. I'm learning. Anybody else learning? I, I covet the fellowship, you know, Pastor Nancy's fellowship and these other ministers because we can all learn these things together and we can all learn from one another. Hallelujah. I remember a particular minister one time, he said, uh, he said before a service in prayer, he's praying concerning the service. And he said, he saw, he had a vision. He saw Jesus walk into the service and walk up to certain ones in the service and minister certain things to him. And he heard what Jesus said. He knew what Jesus ministered. And then the vision disappeared. He's like, whoa, we're going to have a service tonight. He went to the service. He preached. Uh, there was a, I preached at this church too. There was a door off to the side, like the main doors back there and then a door off to the side. And he said, in the vision, Jesus had walked through that side door. So he's preaching and he keeps looking at that side door. <laughs> had the whole service. Jesus never came through the door and nothing like that ever happened. He's like, huh, what was that all about? He went to prayer about it. And he said, I showed you because you were the one supposed to go to each of those individuals. You were supposed to minister to them. I mean, I mean, he does do what he does through us. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Well, praise the Lord. Um, so these things are very, very, uh, there's always a learning curve to me. How about you? Um, I've had this in manifestation to some, talk about the spirit of seeing and knowing, amen, uh, to spare people's life from danger or premature death. You can see this in the Bible. Um, at least nine different people in our ministry that I know of um, have either been spared of death or raised from the dead due to the spirit of seeing and knowing. One particular man, in fact, one, this, this man's wife actually came to me and said, the other day it dawned on me, I'll get, I'll get ready to tell you a story, but this man's wife came to me later and she said, it dawned on me, every, she, she and her husband, of course, and then they had two, at that time, two boys. She said, it dawned on me that every member of my family has been spared from death because of the spirit of seeing and knowing in this church. I said, really? I'm trying to think, you know, and she named them off. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, if I were you, I'd pay attention to that. Number one, why does there need to be such rescues? Why aren't you listening better to the Holy Ghost? Number two, don't leave where God's put you. And guess what they did? They left where God put them. Amen. One, one man, her husband, one man, that, she only had one husband. <laughs> but he, he was getting ready to take a job that, I won't go into the details of it, 
but he was, he would have gone down in an airplane. The airplane actually went down. Um, and, uh, but one night whenever we were having a camp meeting and before camp meeting, I was praying for the service that night. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, no, no, no. And I just knew it's dangerous. Tell him not to take that job. Well, you know, so I had to, I mean, I just, I couldn't even, I told him, I said, I've got to share this before service. I can't wait. It was just so urgent. Yeah. So I told him and he decided not to take the job and is alive today because of it. That's right. Spirit of seeing and knowing. That's right. Praise, praise be God. to God. Amen. I said, praise, praise be to God. Amen. These things are, are, yeah, yeah. They're needing to be in manifestation in a greater way. People say, well, that's just for the apostles. Well, saved that man's life. Do you mean that wasn't for him? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember a man in uh, a church out Midwest. Do y'all like, like these stories? I don't know what time I started preaching. So, um, do you turn on Mr. Leroy for me? <laughs> I was preaching and I was, I was, uh, you know, you ministers, you know, sometimes you get into the service and right from the beginning, you're over in the spirit. But usually you start out more in the flesh and get over into the spirit. And that's the way it was this night. I started out ministering and, and the more I ministered, I got over more into the spirit. And while I'm preaching, there's a man in the congregation that I kept looking because I, I and I kept looking for the shadow because I couldn't figure out what was going on over his head, kind of kind of down over his being a little bit uh, was a dark cloud. Now, I'm just as human as you are. I'm looking and I'm like, where's that shadow coming from? I couldn't figure out where the shadow is coming from. Amen. Number two, I don't like making things up. If this is something supernatural, I don't want to just, you know, you make up things. You, you make up spiritual things and fake spiritual manifestations. You're in trouble. Plus, you know, people are going to eventually find you out as a fraud. So. I'm, I'm, I don't like to just kind of, I'm, I'm not a woo-woo kind of guy. If anything, I'm in the air on the other ditch. Amen. Others can help me get out of that ditch. Some of you laughed. I'll get with you after service. <laughs> but anyway, I'm like, what is that? That's shut. I, I could, and it got thicker because the more I preached, the thicker it got. And finally, I started holding a conversation. It took me a long time to learn to do this, Pastor Anderson. I can preach and hold a conversation with the Lord at the same time. It's, it's not as easy as, you know, but, but I said to the Lord, I said, I said, what is that? What, what am I seeing? He said, that man's getting ready to die. I said, okay, well, you want me to minister to him? He said, yeah. He said, but do it the way I tell you to. I said, sure, that'd be fine. Until he told me how to do it. I said, uh, I said, how do you want me to minister to him? He said, that man is a member of this pastor's church. And he said, he's been here. He told me for, for, for a while. I don't remember how long it was. And he said, uh, he's getting ready to die, like I said. But the reason is because he's not a tither. He said, you call him up here and minister to him. And you tell him what I said. I said, Lord, you tell him. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just, uh, but the Lord wouldn't let me off the hook. So I said, uh, okay, I'm thinking how to do this. Finished the sermon and I, and I called the pastor over there and I said, pastor, come here, turn my mic off. 
I mean, of you know, God doesn't manifest to embarrass people. Amen. Now, hypocrites, maybe. Yes, sir. But, but anyway, so I turned the mic off. I had the worship team come up and sing. And the mic's off. They're singing. Nobody can hear it. And I called the man forward, called the pastor over. And I said, now, pastor, I said, is it all right if I minister to this man? Is he, your con is he a member of your congregation? Yeah, he's a member of my congregation. I said, is it all right if I minister to him healing? Because the Lord told me he's getting ready to die. He said, oh, yeah, you can minister to him. I said, now, the Lord told me to minister a certain way about, you know, him not tithing. Is that okay? He said, yeah, that's fine. I said to the, I turned to the man, I said, sir, the Lord told me you're getting ready to die. He said, Lord, the doctors tell me I could fall over any minute. He said, I've got a heart condition. He said, uh, and I said, well, I said, the Lord told me to minister to you, but he told me a certain way to do it. Another reason I turned the mic off is this is not a word for every non-tither in the congregation. Amen. This is one manifestation for one person. You see, if you take this and you say, that's the reason everybody's sick. The ones that aren't tithing, that's the reason they're sick. Right. Maybe not. Maybe they don't have enough revelation Amen. about it. Amen. We can't, you know, we got to rightly divide these things. So, so I said to him, I said, the Lord said uh, to minister to you a certain way. I said, the Lord tells me you're a member of this church. Is that right? Yeah. The Lord tells me you're not a tither. Is that right? He said, no, I'm not a tither. I said, pastor, he's not a tither. No, he's not a tither. I said, the Lord told me to tell you, if you wanted to be healed, you have to become a tither. That's always fun, you know. <laughs> I remember another story. I'm thinking of stories this morning. I was in a church and I'm ministering and the Lord told me, call up people and uh, minister healing to them and have them, every, everyone you go to, tell them to laugh and they'll be healed. Well, I'm going down the line and it's working. I get to this one lady and I said, the Lord said, tell, tell you to laugh and you'll be healed. She said, I, I want to give a testimony. I said, well, there'll be a time for testimonies. We'll get your testimony afterwards. That was real sweet. You'd be proud of me. I said, there'll be a time for testimonies, but let's just go ahead and do what the Holy Ghost said do. And I said to the congregation, let's all help her. We're not laughing at her. We're laughing with her at the devil. Ha, 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 ha. She stood there and looked at me while we all laughed. And she said, I want to give a test after we're done. She said, I want to give a testimony. I said, well, I was real sweet. I, 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 we'll give a testimony afterwards. There'll be a time for that. I was real sweet. We went through it all again. I said, let's all help her. We're not laughing with her. We're at her, laughing at her. Ha, ha, ha. At sickness, <laughs> at destruction and famine, you'll laugh. And, and, and Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. Ha, ha, ha. She just sat there and looked at us and uh, didn't respond. And so went through it the third time. And uh, I don't know why I'm telling this story. <laughs> Somebody needs it. And I, after the third time, she said, I said, sister, I said, you need to respond to the Holy Ghost. She said, I just can't receive that. It came out of my mouth before I turned around and see who said it. I said, you can't receive healing then just go sit down. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> the whole crowd sat down on me. The mean preacher. <laughs> The rest of the line, the as well not even laid hands on him. The anointing flew out the window. So I turned, eventually turned over to the pastor. And the pastor said, uh, and, and I'm looking for a door. I'm like, he's going to receive the offering and I'm out of here. Except there was no door except the back. I couldn't get out. I knew she's coming for me. I knew she's coming for me. So I said, all right, uh, I'll just endure whatever hardness I got to endure here. And she did. She came right for me. Pastor Fields, she just chewed me out. Except the pastor came over and intercepted her 
within about a couple of seconds. And, and he said, sister, he said, he was right. That was the Holy Ghost. He said, you're the mother hen of this church. You try to boss everybody around. You try to boss me around. Blah, blah, blah. He went on and on. And I'm like, the pastor's taking care of this. I'm out of here. I found, he said he would make a way of escape. I asked the pastor later, I said, what happened? Did, did she stay around? He said, no, she left. And he said, whenever she left, the Holy Ghost broke out. We all had to move God. See, that was to deal with that. Hallelujah. I'm talking about things beyond just maybe the inner witness. Manifestations, utterances, revelations. Anyway, who was I talking about before that? The man who didn't tithe. I said, I said uh, the Lord tells me that if you, if you want to be healed, you have to become a tither. And he started responding to that. He wept. And he said, I, I, I know it. I know it. And so uh, I said, now, if you'll commit before God to do it, he'll heal you tonight on credit. And he said, I commit to do it. I laid hands on him. The power of God went into him. Pastor told me later, went back to the doctor. He's completely healed. And bless his heart. I don't understand some people. He never did tithe. Two years later, I was back in that church. I said, what about that man? He said, here's what happened. He said, he never did tithe. And he said, in the process of between that time and two years, you know, I'm about two years later there at the church. He said, he said uh, that man went through hell on earth. He, he, he now has, it was some disease. I don't even remember what the disease was. The heart wasn't, the heart was healed. It was normal, but he got another disease. He's admitted to the hospital. He lost his business. His wife left him. And I think there was something else. I don't remember what else this it was, but, and I said, huh? what? See, that was a rescue. And I said, what happened? He said, his sons went up, because his sons went to that church. His sons went up to the hospital. when He was admitted to the hospital and said, Dad, you heard what the Holy Ghost said. And he said, you're right, you're right. Take my accounts. You know, he had, they had access to his accounts. Take, and go take the tithe. And he started tithing. And his wife came back. His, he, got a, he actually started another business. It was thriving. And uh, he was healed. Hallelujah. 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 That's for the glory of God. That's for the rescue of somebody's life. Thank God for manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Another reason for these things, is the, these manifestations, is uh, to minister to people that are comforting, that, that need comfort, who are grieving. You remember whenever Dr. Dufresne had that vision of Mary Bells was at her daughter she was struggling so much with her daughter's death because of the conditions of the death. And uh, Jesus appeared to Dr. Dufresne and this daughter was with Jesus. And this uh, Mary Bell Lemon, I, I think most of you know who she was. She is, uh, maybe she's in heaven, I'm not sure. She, yeah, so, but they, uh, they had been concerned whether she even made heaven. But here's Jesus standing with her. And that changed all that grief. Hallelujah. Um, I remember a lady in our church. Uh, well, they were just new. The husband wasn't coming to church. She's coming to church and her, her children. The uh, husband committed suicide. And one of the teenage sons, I don't know if he was eh, 14 years old at that time. He was the one that walked in and found it. 
And so it was traumatic, very traumatic. Um, and so we were ministering to him and so forth. But one night, a Wednesday night, just a Wednesday night, everybody say just is the wrong word. Uh, at the end of the service, I had a prompting. Somebody go get to youth and, and bring the youth over here because the youth meet in another, another building and, and I'm going to lay hands on the youth. Now, I didn't know why. I didn't know what God wanted to do. I just had a prompting to do it. So somebody ran over there. They all came in there, laid hands on him. And this young man was in, that, was in that group of young people, laid hands on him. He went out and laid there to way past us closing the service. People were sort of, the ushers are waiting on him, you know, turning off the lights and so forth. And, and finally he got up and he didn't want to talk about it. But later he, he told his mom and his mom told me, he said, mom, and he's, he's, he's weeping. He said, I went to heaven. And dad was with Jesus. And it changed all that grief. He was delivered from that. Went to Bible school to go into the ministry. Hallelujah. What is that for? To get the work of God done. He had a call. He has a part of the work. Hallelujah. Another purpose of these things is to show people. Now God doesn't have to do this. This is just something we need to be open to. Is to show people what his, what their part is in the work of God. Amen. How many of you know, Paul on the road to Damascus, that was God showing him his part, but that was the spirit of seeing and knowing. Let me give you another purpose. I got to wrap this up. Um, Brother Hagin had the spirit of seeing and knowing. Of course, he's in the office of the prophet. But one of the things, amongst many other things, don't misunderstand me, one of the ways God used him was to bring correction to doctrinal error. Remember the vision of uh, Jesus appearing to him and saying, I'm going to talk to you about devils and demons and evil spirits. Or I'm going to talk to you another time. I'm going to talk to you about the office of the prophet. Or the authority of the believer. You realize that all came from the head of the church through the operation of the spirit of seeing and knowing. Now, it was something that was in the word, the Bible all along. It wasn't adding to the Bible, but it was bringing correction in line with the word. We need that today. Amen. I said, amen. It's, it's a form of, if you want to use this word, an administration of the affairs of the church. Yes, sir. God administrating things, keeping things in right order, keeping things in the right line, bringing wrong doctrines out of the ditch and so forth and so on. Y'all still glad you came this morning? Hallelujah. Another thing that uh, enables us to do is minister or pastor supernaturally to protect the church. Amen. From wrong, selfish and designing people or reveal who to connect with or stay away from. Amen. You remember Cornelius was dealt with by an angel. That was the spirit of seeing and knowing. He was dealt with by an angel. Go down there and connect with Peter. He's got words for you. Do you know whenever God, we were, we were bringing some of the men from the church out. Um, well, we were out here actually. And we were talking. Some of the men came with me from the church and Pastor Ike were talking. And they all described spiritual experiences where God showed them where to connect. And it wasn't just the inner witness. Amen. Amen. That's right. yep. You know why sometimes it's to hold us steady. Yes. 
we can just follow the inner witness and make right connections. But sometimes God has to shake people and say, this is where you belong. He didn't have to do it with you. You responded to God. But, but my point is that means there's going to be temptation. There's going to be opposition. Don't forget what God said. Amen. Hallelujah. This operation showed Elisha the motives of Gehazi's heart. And God was protecting Elisha from putting him in the wrong, in, in a, in promoting him into things without the right heart. Remember that? Whenever he went and followed after Naaman to get money from him. Well, praise the Lord. This doesn't mean we walk around being critical and suspicious of people. <laughs> We're talking about a manifestation of the Spirit. Hallelujah. This will keep the church real, real clean. Thank you, Jesus. Um, remember Brother Hagin said that he was ministering one time and he got down, he's going down the line, he's laying hands on people to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And he got to this lady, I think Pastor Nancy is the church historian among us. She can tell us if this is true or not. But I think Brother Hagin knew this lady was the Sunday school teacher. I don't know if he knew it or not, but I think he knew it. And he, he laid hands on her to minister the baptism of the Holy Ghost to her. And he said, these words came out of his mouth. Uh, this, thou hast no part nor lot in this matter. Thine heart is not right before God. And he bit his tongue. Because I think, did Pastor, did he know she was a Sunday school teacher? He knew it. So he's thinking, you know, your mind can play, play tricks on you and mess you up. But it came out and he bit his tongue. He's like, no, I, I, this lady's a Sunday school teacher. I can't say that to the Sunday school teacher. <laughs> you know, the devil will use that to tell everybody, well, your heart's not right either, you know, whatever. So he bit his tongue and didn't obey. And I don't remember all the details, if that was one of the times his heart stopped or not. I don't think it was. But the point is, afterwards, he, he, the pastor came and said to him, in the, in the, you know, after the service in private, uh, you didn't obey God, did you, when you got to such and such a lady? He said, the Lord said something to you, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, what was it? Well, the Lord said to me, you know, thou hast no part nor lot in this matter. Thine heart is not right in the sight of God. I said, but I didn't say it. I mean, Brother Higgins said, I didn't say it. So the pastor said, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it seems like it has something to do with drugs. Remember that? And she was a nurse and at the hospital, she was, I don't know if she's just stealing the drugs, putting them in her pocket, how she was doing it, but she was going out and selling the drugs and making profit off of it, basically a drug dealer. And uh, it came out, they, they caught her and it came out of the newspaper and it ruined the church. The Lord is trying to save that church. Spirit of seeing and knowing. Somebody said, I don't want that. We, we want that. We want that. Well, I, that makes me scared. Don't just stay right with God. That's all right. Just, just stay right with God. Hallelujah. Pastor, are you done preaching now? I'm just, right now I'm done. I'm ready for you to quit. No, let's just talk about just a wee, 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 wee bit more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Hagin said a couple of times he was preaching along and he'd have a vision and he'd see somebody getting in the car and going out and committing adultery. Well, he didn't abuse that. 
He knew they were one of them. I think this happened twice. One of them was a baby Christian right. and it was for the purpose of restoring them, right. but not to, you know, restore them, not to embarrass them publicly. Sure. And they were restored. Thank God. Hallelujah. Cause he stewarded it properly. Yeah. The other time, if I heard the story right, Pastor Nancy, it was a, a young lady that maybe sort of liked him and wanted maybe to get, get, get together with him or something like that. And the Lord showed him some things about her life. Well, what was that to protect him from marrying wrong? We need this. I said, we need this. How many of you know something else we need is boldness? I don't think people are right-hearted that just want to, well, I, they, I, they want to just be corrected of everybody. I don't think pe people like that are right-hearted. I think the Lord almost has, ought to have to kick us into these things, not because of unwillingness, but because we, we don't want to, you know, just be judgmental of everybody. We want to make sure we're hearing from God. But yet, on the other hand, we want to obey God and so the work of God can be done and protected. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, did you get anything out of that this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can stand up with me. I remember uh, uh, Brother Hagin said one time an angel appeared to uh, Jesus and an angel appeared to Brother Hagin. And Brother Hagin was talking to him. I mean, uh, uh, Jesus was talking to Brother Hagin about something. And this angel was standing beside him. And every time Brother Hagin would look at the angel, the angel would begin to say something. See, this is the spirit of seeing and knowing. This is discerning of spirits. He's yes. seeing into the realm yes. of the spirit. Yes. And so, but he'd look back to Jesus because Jesus was doing the talking. And finally, Jesus finished and Brother Hagin said to Jesus, who is this fellow? Remember that? He said, that's your angel. My angel. Remember that? And so he has a message from God for you. And Jesus, I mean, Brother Hagin said, well, Jesus, you're talking to me. Why can't you give me a message from God? Remember that? Yes, Somehow or another, I don't see myself in visions talking to Jesus that way. But anyway, that's just, <laughs> he and Jesus are pretty close, you know, pretty tight. But he said, uh, Jesus said to him, well, haven't you read in my word? Talking back to the word where an angel would bring a message sometimes. Amen. Not saying that's the primary way, but we have to be open to it. Said we have to be open to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of you, there's pastors here. I just get this right now. There's pastors here. There's people that you know in your church you need to address. They're, they're, you need to, they're, they're, they're starting to manipulate. They're starting to uh, be bossy, taking liberties that don't belong to them, places of having a voice that don't belong to them. Uh, I just see it in my spirit right now. Some of you need to go home and address that. Father, we pray for boldness to obey you in Jesus' name. Those pastors that know in their heart exactly who we're talking about, they know, I don't know, we don't know, but they know what to do. They know who to address. Father, give them boldness, give them wisdom to steward this and handle it right so that it might continue to bring great profit to the church and protect the church in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If it's done correctly with the anointing of the Spirit and with the wisdom of God, you remember Paul prayed for wisdom and revelation? <laughs> So many times you're like, okay, how do I handle this? You know what I do a lot of times? I'm like, how would Pastor Nancy handle this? That's the way I was just like, she uses such skill and such wisdom. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Say this, I'm bold to obey the Spirit. That could be just what he tells you to tell somebody witnessing to him. Remember Jesus, he used these revelation gifts, that woman with the, I mean, the woman at the well, he used it to get her to him. Thou hast no husband. That's right. You've had five and the one you have now is not. And it wasn't condemnation. It was just something to get her attention. For she knew it, the whole city's coming out and responding to it. Woo, glory. Give us boldness to say what needs to be said. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.